You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. Uh. She lied. Yep. She cheated. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that unit to cheat in. Um, but anyway, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of RBD Basir LA at Afterbus TV. I'm your host, Ben Erickson. <laughs> Megan Thomas, also known as Meg Scoop, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I am Alfred Nolan Thomas II at All Eyes on Black. And I'm Larice Peoples at True Peoples, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Meg Thomas. Thank you. Stop trying to be like me, Coop. <laughs> and we have a very special guest yes, in the we building. Do. Hey. He's been getting a lot of he's been getting a lot of um he's been getting a lot of tweets for <laughs> last night's episode. We want to please welcome Mr. Fred Thomas Jr. in the building. Fred Thomas. All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. 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 So we want to thank you for uh, for sitting on the counter with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, this has been a very interesting two weeks uh, yeah. watching what you've experienced mm-hmm. on um, on our Divas LA. So we're gonna get your thoughts and perspectives on the last two uh, the last two couple of episodes, the last two episodes. Cool. And so let's just get started. Let's start with Don first. Um, Don and and her eggs. Which part? Oh, I'm about to say eggs, which part of Don? The, as the as the doctor said, rotten yeah. eggs. Uh, <laughs> do you guys think me. that Don was being a little sensitive? I don't feel like the doctor was telling her anything that. I think she at this, at this point know. in time, in Don' age, you know, she's an older woman. She want to have kids. She never had kids, and she's at that point where. She don't want to have no for an answer. And I just think that, I think she's over-exaggerating about the situation. She had to be realistic about it. But, you know, the doctor's only telling her the truth. The likelihood of you actually having a child, even a healthy child, is like, it's real kind of small to none. Right. I mean, I agree with that. But I do think that the doctor could have been a little more sensitive mm-hmm. because he has to deal with this all the time. So it's just because you're used to telling 50, 60 couples a day you can't have kids does not mean that it's OK. That so you he should show ref- favor? No, no, no. It, sh- it means that he doesn't need to call anybody's eggs rotten. OK, we get it. Yes. <laughs> 47, your eggs are probably rotten. But I'm sure there's a medical term for that that you can use instead of rotten. But see, but, but, I mean, but what he also said prior to that is he says that, you know, you have a lot of eggs in the, um, and the, the, the good eggs run out quicker mm-hmm. than right. yeah. so he explained uh, for me I felt like he, the doctor explained it to her and said after Don was seeming to at, she seemed a little I don't know apprehensive apprehensive mm-hmm. and he basically just said you know your yeah. eggs your I eggs mean, you know your eggs spoil or rotten <laughs> but I mean for me I just thought that um it's a very sensitive topic. It's something that is not easy, I believe, for any woman, especially when they reach a certain age. And right. her being in that situation with the doctor, I thought he could have been more compassionate. And I think right. uh, with that, it would have made it easier. And I mean, especially with cameras being there, you think you would try to uh, adhere to the feelings of the person or the client in front of you. I mean, but at the same time, this was the first time I've seen like real strength come out of her as a person, whereas she heard horrible news. And you see her throughout the show always worried about performance. <laughs> Always worried about the monologues, always right. worried about this and that. Where when she finally confronted her fears, there was a element of being strengthened by it and and not uh, agreeing with it, and you know trusting <clears throat> in her faith in the Lord and and what she believes her destiny is. And I think that really uh, made me fall back on her team as far as her as a person. I, I, I didn't necessarily. I don't like complainers so for me it was hard to uh, swallow many of the times where she was expressing her feelings but in a sense she has a lot of uh, uh, knowledge about why she would feel you know upset about performing and in this in this case dealing with uh, her, a possible not having children I'm glad she was able to fight for her her pride 
your thoughts. What you got for it? You know what I'm <laughs> no, I mean, um, I totally agree. Uh, it seems as though she's kind of been sort of a, like in a weak sort of position the past couple of shows, and this particular time, it was like she was she's conv- she's convicted. She's like, yo, I'm going to have some kids, and I believe in miracles and this whole kind of thing, and I and I think that's what she wants. Um, <laughs> Prayer. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, know. I just think the big thing about her with her conviction is that she's passionate about having kids. Yeah. This monologue right. and really kind of like reuniting her career. She's kind of skeptical about it because something yeah. she like she she don't know. It's just the unknown. Even with having kids, it's the unknown. But she's more passionate about having kids than the monologue mm-hmm. and even being outspoken amongst the divas. So that's just my take on it. Right, and I will say this: this is a conversation. The stuff that she's doing now. Should, should have been done like 10 years ago when she was about 37 because at 47 you knock it on menopause door and that is not the time to try to you need to extract your eggs if you consider having kids like before you get to 40 you know what I'm saying yeah. so I, I will say I do think that the stuff that she's going through right now is a little late she probably should have thought about this ahead of time just so her chances would be better but because her she's later in life she's 47 I think she should be open to all avenues which is mm-hmm. also being able to ha- you know use a donor egg yeah. so maybe this is not your genes but do you want to have a child what about adoption I mean exactly yeah. as her boyfriend yeah. says yeah. yeah what about adoption but I do understand her position on not wanting to do the um somebody else's eggs because it's almost like you just that person's having okay, a kid. Okay, but what's more important? Do you I want a baby? Like, or do you want your baby? I mean, but I'm just saying it's like okay. adoption though. I mean, but, but you know, I'd rather adopt. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Okay, so In that case. And to go along with what I was saying about the specialist, the specialist, he did um, list different options for mm-hmm. what she could do. Right. But the question is, if she's 40, if Don is, if Don is 48 and she's just now going. 47. She mm-hmm. said 47. So, and then Chris is 48? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if Don is 47 and She's going to um, the specialist at this point in her in her in her life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know of any forty-seven-year-old person that's having kids. There's plenty, but I'm just there's plenty. <laughs> but like like, like Meg said, this conversation should have uh, happened. Should have happened, you know, ten years ago. And I just feel like. I feel I don't know if she's putting on for the cameras, but when she's with her boyfriend Chris, she's like, you know, God don't make any mistakes, and and you know, and if someone tells me that I can't do it, then I'm gonna do it. I mean, you have to be realistic, Don. If I yeah. say Don Robinson, you can't walk on water. You have to be realistic, and and you have to set aside your your feelings of of what's happening to you, and realize that time is ticking. You know, other options, and you right. have other options, and you need to accept these options, or you may not have a child. Period. Yeah. Hmm. So that's just what I think. Yeah. yeah. Any other thing before we move on? Uh, no, well, I will say about her boyfriend. I mean, he. I will say I'm glad she seems to be in a really loving mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. You know, Donna's down swirl. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that when she said a couple episodes of her boyfriend was from Wales. I was like, I don't think any black people are from Wales. <laughs> At least I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I will say, okay, Don got the little swirl going on. They seem really happy, and and she makes the mention that they've only been together six months, mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. they're moving pretty fast. And to me, I don't think it. When you're close to 50, I don't really think you need to date for years and years. <laughs> Be like, yo, six months. Right. right. Yeah, so. at, that, at that point, you're a couple dates and you, you kind of <laughs> know, yeah. you're wasting your time. You know what you're going through. Right. Yeah, yeah. But did anyone catch when her when her uh, boyfriend, Chris, said, you know, we should try the, you know, practice until basically let's have sex? Did you notice the tone? Did you notice the music change? Mm. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> like porn music. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, that's just right. me. That's what I thought. On cue, change the sex music. <laughs> Just great music direction, I would say. Yeah. All right. yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Speaking of music, what do you guys think about iTunes? People, we love the fact that you watch this show, and we want you to continue to support us, continue watching us online. Thank you for being a part of iTunes. We want you to rate, comment. We have Fred here, and we are very grateful. It's because of your participation in our show that we're able to bring such wonderful guests and have such wonderful content. Right. And, and you if got- you want to also support us, make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com right. and download the movies Adventures of Serial Buddies. This movie was produced by Maria Menounos Aww. and Kevin Undergaro, who are also the founders of After Buzz TV. So your contribution of downloading this movie helps us to keep the lights on, helps us to keep great guests like Fred coming into the doors. And it's really simple. You can go to SerialBuddies.com or you can go to iTunes and search for Adventures of Serial Buddies and download the movie. It's really easy. Thanks. Support, support, support. All right, so now let's let's get into the the meat and potatoes of last night's episode. Now. <clears throat> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> and for those who are and for those who are watching or listening, you guys can call in. We're live at four two four two five six one seven two nine. In case you guys have some questions for myself or for our guest Fred. So let's get into Kelly versus Shantae. Dun, dun, dun. Man, Kelly is uh I'm starting to have a change of heart for Kelly. I told you didn't I tell you last week that Kelly was not no longer a friend in my head for that episode. And Kelly, you are no longer a friend of my head in this episode either. Maybe next week, but not this week. No longer a friend of mine. I mean, I just think that overall, I'm glad Shantae is actually speaking up for everyone. And about her feelings and what Kelly's doing and about the whole project because it's something that she really wants to do and I think it's a great thing that she's still like like literally she wants to do the show and no, no matter what she's not going to allow Kelly to stop her but I just think Kelly's direction with everything that's going I think that it's wrong the, her approach the way she kind of approaching everything the way she approached Fred the way she approached the ladies the way she approached the whole situation mm-hmm. is really like wrong and between her and Shantae I knew it was going to happen Shantae is a hot sauce like she she's spicy <laughs> <laughs> she's spicy uh, I I just felt like um, it was really Kelly against the machine it was a machine she created I think uh, I get the fact that she had that great idea but there was no um putting in work on the dream or the idea. I felt like everybody was justified for how they felt, how um, uneasy they were about the project, especially being women of this caliber and having uh, such a a big part of this representing who they are in their overall career because it's what you do today that can taint what you have done in the past years. And I think they're all equally concerned. I think uh, with Kelly, uh, with her scheduling, with traveling, I think she just let um, this this baby uh, go for a while and, and let it be neglected, and then you see what happens when you have people who can, you know, be a part. And like I said before, I think they just went against the grain right. with what they originally had as a um, a formula for them getting along, which was everybody getting where you fit in. Let's just make this happen. And then, you know, I felt like just. I apologize to you, Fred, for saying right. you go through so much from a, a male perspective, especially someone in the industry, someone who um, has been brought in on this and kind of unaware. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like there's so much we're going to get yeah. to learn about the back end of what was really going on and how people were really treating each other. And we have a caller on the line. What? Wow. Caller, <laughs> are you there? Hello. Hi, how are you? What's your name? Uh, it's uh, Miss Q. Miss Q, how you doing, Miss Q? I'm, I'm doing fine. Good. So you have. A, I, I think. Well, what's your question or your uh, comment? Well, I want to ask Fred when that the first scene where I could see where he he was trying to like when they first came in the room, I I could see he was trying to get the get the rehearsal started, and you could just tell by the way Kelly just she could, you could tell she was like wanting to be in control. Of the whole thing and it was irking her that Fred was like I guess having some type of power and it it was it was just you could just tell on her face because as soon as yeah. he opened his mouth the first sentence like she was like hold on she was like and then she just went it like I, I want to ask Fred like what did he think in that moment when she was just that that first scene what did he think well, what was going through his head basically when when she was just going off on him like that um <laughs> Whoa! Uh, the first thing was uh, I I didn't know if it was real or not. It, it kind of caught me off guard um, because I thought she had known that I was coming. So right at one, it, it's so funny because it was just a swirl of things. It was: Am I being disrespected? Am I being challenged? What is she trying to say? Is she trying to get something out? Is there some issues going on with her? Is there some issues with the women here? So my whole thing was like: All right, regardless, at the end of the day, you need to find what you need to do and how you need to handle this situation and I just was like excuse me oh and I was just like uh, I I was just saying that um, I commended you on that how you handled that situation yeah it was I had to take the high road I just said take the high road yeah well thank you Mrs. I'm sorry we have other callers but we're only limited to okay. one question, but thank you for thank calling you. Yeah. And, yeah. Continue, and continue watching. Okay, and so that's something that I wanted to bring up. So yeah. at the first rehearsal, you know, Kelly, her whole disposition mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. was not there. And then she went from a 9 to probably a 17.5 when she <laughs> popped into your face and she said how, you know, can I, can I feel safe with you? And then she goes into all of her past. Right, right. 
What would you? What were you thinking? Like, okay, if she was a dude, I would have probably punched her in the face. Like, what were you thinking? It it was crazy because when she came in, um, the first thing I saw that look, you know, was that that I hate to say that's that look, you know, that look, mm-hmm. like yes. mm, who is this? You know, who this dude? Yeah. So it's like when I saw the look, my mind was like, okay, it's gonna be an issue. So let's try to you know just make it calm, try to incorporate them into the uh, the exercise that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing her and Dawn talk on the side about you know we need to talk to him. And so when I tried to you know present myself, it just kept you know pretty much just just yeah. snowballing, snowballing, yeah. snowballing. So when she jumped in my face. Like, I, I was like, this can't be real. I was right. like, this can't be. She don't know me. So why would you disrespect me? But I right. said, you know what? Take the higher road and listen to what she's saying. Hmm. So she was saying, can you bring this out of me? You know, if I'm a, if, if this, this, this stuff that happened to me when I was younger. So logically, I just did. Right. Because I'm, I'm right now I'm controlling the situation with you um, firing at me. But I'm letting you know I'm in total control right now of what's going on. And if I have to uh, and if I if we were on stage and I needed to help you make an adjustment, then this is how it would be. Okay. This is how we try to bring things out. Now, you know. I have a now question. What, no, now, now, wouldn't if she revealed all of this information to you, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of the um, the um, the icebreaker? You know, she came off as if I I can't trust you. I'm not mm-hmm. safe around you. But <clears throat> she's closer to the girls. Mm-hmm. But yet she just met Claudette. Claudette was new. No one knew who Claudette was until they got to the Savoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then she reveals all this information to you. Mm-hmm. By her revealing this information to you, whether if it's out of pain or anger or if an attitude or just to come at you in any informal mm-hmm. way, that is still an icebreaker. So she did reveal information to you, mm-hmm. which. I mean, do you understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally, mm-hmm. I totally understand what you're saying. But the the thing was, though, it was she. It was a contradiction because she was saying that she she didn't want to tell me anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when she started telling me this, that's what just kind of threw me off. So I said, well, let me just. All right, maybe this is her icebreaker. Maybe she's trying to test to see what kind of guy I am. Can I control a situation like this? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't take it as a disrespect. I just had to take it as professionalism because if I was took it as disrespect, I might have reacted differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have would have walked out. I might would have said, get out my face. I don't know. And I, I didn't think it was a situation mm-hmm. that needed to be combative. Like because I just right. felt as though if I would have said something and Kelly would escalated and escalated right. and we would have yeah. been going back and forth and at the end of the day I'm trying to get this show done and right. these ladies need to trust me mm-hmm. yeah. and um, if they see I lose control with her then clearly they might be like oh he might not be the dude he may lose control with us at some point in time right. so it was about developing that trust and I had to show her that she could trust me as well too Okay, I I have a question for you as far as going back. I understand partially why Kelly would be mad. I mean, the way she went about it, I think, was completely wrong. But I get why she's mad because this was her idea. Mm -hmm. So if it's her idea, then it's also hers to kind of guide and help progress, pick a director. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how did you get involved and who Mm -hmm. is paying you Mm -hmm. to the point where it's this is your job? Mm -hmm. Uh, How did that conversation happen and who contacted you? Well, you know how this business is. Somebody that knows somebody knows somebody yeah. uh, I got a call and they said uh, yo this is what we're looking for as far as somebody for this particular show so of course I had to submit credentials and all that and whatnot and they had to run references through agents and managers and people in the business even though they knew my work they kind of wanted to you know get a second and third opinion mm-hmm. and then of course they had to run it through the network and um, I guess you know it was like okay he's good on paper and we've seen the things he's done. You know, we, we've seen the things he's done. Let's bring him in. And pretty much that's how I kind of got there. Um, and Wait, so were it? you hired? Were you what? already hired? Or was it kind of like you'll get paid later? No, it was a job. So. Yeah. And so it was. So when they when they told me they was like, this is a job. Like mm-hmm. you are to come on this show and uh, you're going to do couple episodes the girls are going to meet you so hold on you weren't hired by an actual production company that was putting no. on the the actual play no you were no, hired no, no. by the production company that's putting on r&b divas la everybody that got everybody you. that got hired by r&b divas are the same people that hired me got okay you. okay which makes sense because kelly didn't have her production uh she didn't have her, pr- her production prepared but it also mm. shows that when kelly and shantae were having a conversation walking down the street mm-hmm. shantae moore said that oh i have a producer in mind mm-hmm. so it was 
was a little confusing because Shantae came from the aspect to Kelly that somebody that she was going to get a producer to just kind of help get things off the off the right. off uh, off the ground, right. and then you come, and then now you're directing. Right. So yeah. it was go ahead. Well, my question is when well, hold on, wait, 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 let, you because I was going to because to my understanding, once I said I was interested, then to my understanding, it went back to. You know these agents, managers, and talent to let you know, to let them know like though this guy Fred is coming in, um, and we've heard of him, and and your people, some of your people have heard of him, mm-hmm. and so to kind I guess you know legitimize it. Gotcha. Okay. Now my question was: Was there a platform for you to find some kind of um, compromise with uh, with Kelly and all that her vision was? Did you even know that it was a vision of hers, or was it more like just coming into the project and then when you had that kind of thrown in your face was there an allowance for you to figure things out with her or was it always it seemed like you really didn't have much you could say right and like you know saying it 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 was like well i can understand what the problem why they not dealing with the problem it seemed like it's just two sides and no agreement so for me it was like i didn't know if you were in a compromising situation or was something that you just she wasn't available for you to get there yeah it was always um that's that's funny you say that because when I when I came in, to my understanding, they knew you know that I was yeah. going to be there. Um, well, for the for the record uh, of of what it appeared on the show, Little Mo, Don, and and Kelly were at the house, mm-hmm. and Little Mo introduced and said who you were. Right. So for Kelly to say mm-hmm. that she was not aware of you at all, mm-hmm. she was informed by mm-hmm. by Little Mo. Yeah, am I right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So so when I so when I get there. Um, my whole thing was like, okay, this is not. I don't know if I, I, who who's running this. Like honestly, I didn't know if right. it was Kelly's show, Kelly's idea. I didn't know it was the group. From what I understand, it was um, a collective sort mm-hmm. of thing, and Kelly was quarterback in the whole thing um, because she she had more passion about the particular project. Um, but once the girls collectively developed a passion for it. It, it was like, okay, this is our baby too. So it's like, if you're not going to nurture the baby, then we're going to take the baby and nurture it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so those initial looks and all the things you kind of see, I literally was like, I didn't know who, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if Kelly was running this thing or if the girls, I, honestly, I was clueless. So I had to really, I had to listen to Kelly. Mm-hmm. I had to listen to what she was saying. Um, and that's how I kind of figured out, like, oh, okay, she's passionate about this thing. Um, she's, she's. I guess there was some kind of conversation where she said she was running this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had also listened to the girls, which was their side, like, okay, but you wasn't here. Okay, but your schedule, and we still have a show to do because at the end of the day, there's still a show to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this play to do. So yeah. when the so when you were working first with the girls, I think it was uh, Shantae, uh, Little Mo, Claudette, all the girls except for Don and, and Kelly. Mm-hmm. When you broke down and 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 gave them a format or, or mm-hmm. structure, right. when you came in, did they? Well, I mean, what did they say to you? Did they <laughs> say you know we would like you to potentially be a director or producer mm-hmm. or what was it that they they said to you? They said, uh, so we hear you are going to be working with us um, and possibly our director because it still was a kind of feel Fred mm-hmm. thing out and to me I thought I was you know I was still being felt out in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. um, and then uh, they started asking questions about me my background you know uh, where I go to school who I've worked with things of that nature um, and it just kind of you know developed from from there mm-hmm. okay I have a question too um, so as this was going along was there any point at what point, I should say, were you like, okay, you know what, I'm done? Uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, it was it, because because there was so much confusion and I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't know the backstory. I didn't know there was, you know, things that happened in Vegas. And I didn't know all that stuff. Yeah. So um, I was like, yo, honestly, um, I'm cool. You know, I was like, I want to be here, but I don't know what I'm defending. You know, because... You know, I, I, watching the, the, the episodes, I understand that um, Shantae and uh, Mo were had my back, uh, but Kelly was so. Um, it, but they had loyalty to Kelly in a way, so I think they were also trying to like, yo, 
you know, let's come on, let's just do this as girls. Let's just get on board. This dude is okay. He's 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 legit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took me to a place to say like, okay, nobody's at nobody's saying Fred is our director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, come on, he's he's the dude that should have, that has been here, and he's the guy that we feel comfortable working with. But it was it, at that particular time, it wasn't. Yo, what, I understand you, Kelly, but he's our dude. Mm-hmm. So when I, I, since I wasn't hearing that, it was like, well, maybe I'm not wanted. I mean, I know I'm wanted, but I don't know if I'm wanted. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to. So once uh, me and the girls had a chance to talk, I did see that okay, they are trusting me. They are trusting me. So, but they have a loyalty to her. So I have to find a sort of common ground to kind of you know appease both sides and if mm-hmm. you know we have however we need to do to get kelly on board then you know i was down because my whole game plan was to try to work with all six women so i think the loyalty did somewhat change uh and so now let's get back on track and so let's continue to let's continue to to break down the show mm-hmm. we were in the middle of shante of uh, shante moore and kelly and so kelly you know, even before I even watched the episode, I was getting tweets like crazy in, in regards to how Shantae was the one who finally spoke up and finally, you know, uh, um, defended and basically con- uh, and, uh, confronted or spoke up um, against Kelly. So what do you guys what were you guys thoughts about what Shantae did and how Kelly responded? I think uh, Shantae was totally within the lane of great decision making in the situation of uh, having a short time span and having a show to put together. I mean, it just made, which made, you know, Kelly's reactions all the more selfish and ridiculous. I think it really put her on front street because there was no maliciousness. There was no uh, being vindictive or or trying to put somebody, take somebody shine. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And for her, it was obviously, it was, it was, it was painfully obvious that she had a, her puppy kind of central where she was really mad at the fact that she wasn't controlling stuff. Mm-hmm. I even I think she slipped up and told the truth when she was like uh, in the middle of the episode when she, she just basically admitted to it. You know what I mean? That she was just she like, how control. did I lose control? Yeah. She didn't care about nothing that was being talked about. I think what she was doing to Fred was just tactics to put him and try to shake him and hopefully see him fall in front of the girl so he she could be like, see, this man can't even can't hold what I'm doing to him. How are you going to really do a show? And I think it was, <laughs> I think it was like, uh, like I said, it, it made it, it was a compromise for him being in a position where he was bringing a lot to the table. You could see he was restructuring the show. You could see that he was actually asking them questions about their background, their history, and what they've been going through and trying to apply that to figuring out something to do. And when she uh, brought Tori in there, it was just like the biggest explosion of you ain't prepared. He's just jumping in here. You see, You see this man looking like... And then, I mean, <laughs> but even still, I felt bad for Tori too because it was a position where, right, right. you know, he was thrown in. He, mm-hmm. didn't, he, he didn't know, know what was she, going on. She yeah. made it blow up like yeah. he knew everything. Like she been talked to him. He right. got on the phone and was like, well, you know, if Kelly Price called, it ain't no no. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, uh, hello, how you doing? I'm just hearing about this. Which yeah. means that both of them were in very, you know, yeah. awkward situations. Awkward, right. weak yeah. situations, especially if you're preparing for a real show with, like I said, their careers built the pressure upon the mm-hmm. situation, which made it all the more behooving of them to listen to what he had going on. And I wish the episode was more about that, to see them using their life and, and, and incorporating their music and incorporating this, you know, new art form for them, which would be the acting, and seeing them relate to a director. Yeah. It was right. just... A whole bunch of hissy fits a and a whole bunch of people <laughs> taking, you know, having to pick sides and figure things out while yeah. the while the time is running out. And I, I I really, it goes on Kelly because, like I said, it was her idea from the very beginning, and she had, it was the one who had a busy schedule, and her husband was trying to figure things out, and it was there, but she, you know, it's right. what you do I, with your time. I mean, I don't think it, <clears throat> the fact of the busy schedule. I just think the fact of she just felt like, hey, it's my idea. These women gonna do whatever I ask them to do, and I'm still gonna be in control of the situation. And I think when Shantae actually spoke up about it, she kind of she got she got in her feelings because again, like she said, she wasn't in control of the situation anymore. And I think it just really kind of show how like Kelly is as a person. Whereas that if she's not in control, she's gonna be the rude person. She's gonna be the person that you don't want to be around until she's actually in control again. I just think it's selfish of her. Right. That's why I said, Kelly, you're not a friend in my head. No more for this episode. But I, I will say this. I, I think 
even though it was Kelly's idea, and I will defend that and say it was, I think it was her decision to pick somebody and get the ball rolling. And when she dropped that, then she should have been open to letting other people pick the ball up. Exactly. So I will say that, but I will also say Kelly wasn't even ready because she called Tori for the first time while she's in this rehearsal. So hold on, wait a minute. So you see that they have all this stuff going on and she had the idea, the idea of using Tori in her head, but what the execution that had already happened was that Fred was being used as the director. <laughs> so it's like you haven't even executed on your thought, which is, let's use Tori. But it's what, Fred, three weeks since yeah. Vegas? Three or four weeks since Vegas? Right. And then Fred, my question to you is, then uh, the rehearsal that you guys had while Tori and everyone was there, mm-hmm. how many rehearsals or what was the, the time frame from the time you guys first started right. with the girls to that yeah. thing with Tori? Um, yeah, and I'm going to piggyback on something uh, about that when you said when I initially came there and I mm-hmm. had the, the, the board and everything mm-hmm. up. That was roughly maybe about, maybe about the fourth time I had met with them okay. um, because my initial plan was to try to um to i I wanted them to create this show Mm -hmm. but um they had a lot going on it was a lot going on in their lives um so having them sit down and actually write uh a play and they've never done that before was kind of getting away so Mm -hmm. i said well let me do this let me at least lay down a game plan a blueprint and with this blueprint, I want y'all to look at this blueprint and let's fill in the pieces with the ideas that you have. And let's try to do that. And that's how that worked. Um, when Tori came on, when when <laughs> when Tori came in. What's that laugh for? You know what, man? And and uh, I said to myself, I said, I'm not going to make him feel like I felt. Right. Nice. I, I'm not going to. Um, He's not. I'm not going to let him go through kind of what I I went through because he's walking into this thing too. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah. When we had our session, as far as I'm concerned, you know, come on, come in, let's brainstorm and figure this out and see if we can do this, you know, collectively. Uh, but I also um, commend when I finally saw the footage. I commend uh, Shantae and Mo for you know stepping up and saying like, yo, this is the cat we want to we want to use, and that also change my game plan it was like oh, okay it made me more confident to say oh bet okay they 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 down they team fred so cool mm. i can i can rock with that and claudette and michelle were missing an action this episode yeah they uh claudette had a family emergency yes. and michelle just was not there was that planned or I- uh not that i know all i know was that uh claudette had the family emergency mm-hmm. and um yeah michelle had a, a a personal i don't know if it was emergency but it was a personal issue where she couldn't come that day okay. uh she couldn't come to rehearsal that day but i don't you know it wasn't as far as i know it wasn't planned no. okay well well i, well, I want to know this so what happened are you are you the director <laughs> fred did you direct something yeah, you, that, with these ladies in it that's what i want to know you gotta stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stay tuned. Okay, well, I, okay, wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I see this. So, when I was driving Thank a you. few months ago, I saw a billboard mm-hmm. and it only had Kelly and Don on it mm. talking about their monologue. Oh, uh, really? Were you in Were that? you involved? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? That got, you weren't involved with I got, that? I gotta check that. Uh, okay. Oh. Okay, so is there another show that we should be <laughs> looking for in tune? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say too. Well, what was also interesting was I like I respect the fact that when when little um, when Shantae and Kelly were kind of going toe for toe, little Mo sat there and she said nothing. And I like the fact that she chose to stay out of it because she was friends and she didn't want to get involved. And I thought that was a smart decision on Mo just to let these girls. Um, or you disagree? Well, I think it, I, 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 I agree, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't think they were going to um, go too far because I mean, for what the you most mean? part, they, Kelly had on her had a tans in her. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that was just that, like front, and she was fronting the well, whole no, no, time. But no, not though. that one. But 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 when it, when it was just the three of them in the room, okay. and when she made the comment about you know I could do this by myself, and she said you know tell me where I can get the ticket. Like they were they were throwing mm-hmm. jabs back yeah, and forth, yeah. and I thought that was smart. Jabs, I th- though. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a little more should have said that. Now, Mo, with the the little preview clips, when she argue, I might get nervous. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that voice. Yeah, she I might get nervous. Jesus like, she might do something. Now. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But Kelly was just a whole bunch of, a whole bag of front. And I think, uh, like I said, her true colors came out and the truth being selfish and seeing uh, a dream that you wanted you saw in a certain light and, and showing, I think it was just showing her better. I, I honestly have a question of uh, when it came to seeing um, Tori there and being thrown in that position, was it something where you felt like you were going to have to fight for yours or something where you were open to compromise? Because he seemed like he was mad open to, like you could tell he was thrown in there. Like even if she, as much as she was talking and, and representing the idea of using him as something that was very solid and well planned out, mm-hmm. it just unraveled and really showed its true colors once you two were looking eye to eye and he had so much he had to handle. I understood why he jumped in there and was trying to take control, but I, I it also seemed like they were following some of the format that you were doing, but mm-hmm. d- twisting it up, so it made it yeah. seem like you knew, you had more knowledge about what to do at the time. Right. It, yeah, I mean, my, the thing was we didn't we didn't have any time, so we need to go with some kind of game plan. So let's go with my game plan. If if some things need to be changed around or adjusted, then fine, I'm open to that. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a show that needs to be done. So my whole thing was like I was open, you know, for compromise, totally open. But my thing, and, yeah. Go. My thing was like <laughs> it feels like you have more experience in the industry over Tory. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like overall. But why did she just didn't bring Tor, like bring him in as like a, a co-producer to help produce the show, and really right. like he kind of helped Kelly and, mm-hmm. and like evolve Kelly's story to basically to fit into your production into your right. format. Okay. I think that would have been more helpful for the team as a whole because they yeah. trust you more, right. and she only trusted him over you and you have five other people that trust well five four and a half right. Don's kind of fading shots <laughs> right. she's, she's fading shots right um, I mean that's a that's a good point um, that actually was I think maybe considered brought up in that little circle when we were talking about it mm-hmm. um, something to that was something to consider uh, but I think the whole thing was because there was so much confusion it was like there needs to be one director because then maybe it, it Kelly might want it directed in a certain kind of way her way and then the girls in the other way so it would have been a lot of clashing I did want like I said I was down for compromise only because I wanted everybody to do this together I just wanted to I wanted peace mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about the you know down the line the bigger picture right. and we need to be creatively all on the same page yeah. mm-hmm. so however we need to do this then do it if you want to go with me then go with me if you want to go with him then go with him I'm cool with that figure it out but long, but I want you guys to figure it out I don't want to try to I'm not going to bully you into going with me so my interpretation of that whole scene I'm I, I took it a little bit differently mm-hmm. for me it felt like Tori would say say something, mm-hmm. then you had to say something. Mm-hmm. You had to say something, then Tori. For me, it felt like a, a back and forth thing. Like, I'm sorry, but for me, it felt almost like a competition. Mm-hmm. Tori would say something, and then you would correct him. You would say something. It for me, it just felt a, a back and forth thing. What? And my question to you is, uh, because we know that it's that there's a lot of edits. Mm-hmm. Why? How come you and Tori? Just as Kelly said, can you excuse yourself? Why couldn't the two of you have excused yourself and maybe had a little meeting in the corner and say, you know, we're both brought into this. Let's just talk for a three minutes and let's just figure out what's on your pad. Let's share what's on each other's paper right. and have a conversation. Because my thing was I, I, I wasn't brought in to make that decision. Mm. It's up to you. This is at the end of the day. This is R&B divas. Mm. Fred is here to direct this play for the R&B divas. Mm. You guys need to figure this out because you are the ones who are going on stage. So you need to figure out who is going to be the guy that's going to you know lead you to this win. Mm. That's why it wasn't you know him and I stepping to the side because at the end of the day it was there decision to figure out who they wanted yeah and so at that point once Fred was there were you informed uh before I guess they arrived before they arrived where you had are were you already informed that Tori was now the director and you were out out or <laughs> you were you you could assist if you chose to stay what? what were were right. you given any information prior to that meeting uh the only no 
the only conversation I, I had, and that was when I was um, explaining to them that, uh, hey, I'm not, I'm cool if y'all want to go with who you want to go with. I don't know if they showed all that. Kelly <laughs> was basically like, yo, you can be his assistant. You know, you can be. <laughs> First AD. <laughs> yeah, you can be like. So right. I was kind of like, so you know, I was like, yo, that was not my thing. I didn't, I didn't come here for that, and that's what I'm not going to do. I said I'm not going to devalue myself, and nothing to take away from him. I said, mm. but I didn't come here for that. I didn't right. come here to be nobody's sister. Right. So I wasn't going to devalue myself mm. by doing that. If if I can't be that guy, then we're good it's cool and there's no hurt feelings here so when Kelly when you and Kelly had this conversation was this was this before the the big meeting with with you and Tori and the girls or was this after it was actually like right before uh, Tori had came in Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay so long story short is you directing something with other ladies yeah, you gotta see. Don't worry, I'm gonna watch it. Don't worry. Yes, I'm Team Frag. Your last name is Thomas. That's like what's me up. and Alfred. Yes. We get our respect. You know? <laughs> Appreciate it. Before <laughs> before we go um, into yeah. your your film career and your acting, let's just go really quickly. Uh, Don, as far as her position in this, she seemed to take sides when she was at Little Mo's house holding the babies. <laughs> I love Little Mo. She says, "Whoever do the most cleaning gets to do the most. Uh, can do the most. Uh, they can. They can do the most jumping or something. So yeah. like whoever cleans, you know, t- that's that's a typical of her mom. Like, all right, whoever cleans up the most, you know, you get more cookies. I love, love, love Little Mo. Right. But but at the house, Don was taking the collective side. Yeah, the collective oh, side. Not- and then when they were they were at when they were all together. When Kelly was like, I don't think this is going to be a good idea, you know, you hear Don, me too. So, like, fair weather fans, like, if she's not around Kelly, she's on all the other, other girls' side because hey, you never notice that she never said anything back about Kelly or Kelly did right. this wrong or, you no, know, she's always kind of like, oh, you talk about Kelly, I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm on your team. But when Kelly's around, she's like, oh, I'm team Kelly. So I just think Don just kind of playing the field to kind of see. Who's going to give her the most publicity and who's going to help her career the most? I hate to say it, but, I mean, that's just yeah, how I, I feel. Mean, uh, the, the sad part about it, the situation, I never really got a chance to get, get – I really never got a chance to know Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, the sessions that we had, they were, they were short and brief, and it was, like, very, very polite and, and cordial every time, you know, her and I met with each other. But I never had a really long sit-down mm-hmm. and got, to get, got a chance to know her. So yeah. I, I can't – I really can't – speak a lot about that particular situation with her trying to figure out what what the size because i only learn things you know second nature i get there the next day and was like uh don't want to go this way or don't want to go that way so so that answers your question they Mm -hmm. scooped that no he probably didn't direct because if he doesn't really know don I read between them lines. Thank you, Fred. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) so now let's let's now that you know we've we've um we've talked about R&B Divas LA. Now let's talk about you, the mm-hmm. director, the actor. Um, you have a film that's out on mm-hmm. a um, oh god, I'm blanking out. Netflix, Netflix. Netflix. yes, twenty four yes. hour love. It was yes. really good, by the way. Oh, Check you. it yes. out Appreciate if you have it on yeah. Netflix. Twenty four hour love. It's an all star yes. cast. I mean, much, yeah, it's loaded. How? Bring the people together to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell, tell us a little bit about that uh, experience working with all those A-listers such as Flex Alexander, Lynn Woodfield. Um, Courtney uh, Harris. Courtney Harris. My boy uh, Dwayne. Darius yeah. McQuarrie. Um, who else we had in there? Uh, Keith Robinson, Melinda yeah. Williams, uh, Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, Lynn Whitfield. <laughs> Come on. Man. Yeah. So it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was uh it was in a short amount of time, <laughs> and it was a play uh, that was written by Don Welch and uh, picked up by Image Entertainment. So it was a play that was shot in location um, for film. So it was difficult because we were used to seeing it as a play. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out how to keep it moving now as a film being in these you know different locations seven locations but in that one room Mm. and keeping the story moving and entertaining uh but it was i mean it was an amazing experience everybody was just a list no prop great great professional cast they were amazing i can honestly say that they were amazing len whitfield she was sitting in that chair she scared me she was so and what was it let me go ahead i don't mean to cut you 
let me tell you, any actress out there that's listening or watching, that, that was class. That was Man. class for me. Watching her scene was class. She had gotten that script maybe four or five days. The scene is almost 22 minutes long by itself. Mm-hmm. It was six pages of dialogue. When we did the rehearsal, she went through it. For the first time I had wow. met her, she sat there and blew through it. And she had just got it like four days ago. Wow. I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh, she's a beast. And then she did it six more times in a row all the way through. And then we kind of broke it up to, you know, to go for close-ups and, you know, some other angles and whatnot. She's a beast. That was class. I was sitting there Man. like, wow, this is school right here. Mm. So, you know. Sweet. Yeah, that's great training. And then you have a play 12 by 9 yeah. in Philly. 12 by 9. It's going to Philly. Uh, it, was, it, it ran out here in L.A. Mm. Uh, last last summer. That's the play I won. Uh, I was nominated for seven NAACP award, theater mm. awards and won three. Uh, best director, best producer, best playwright. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's about uh, three African American males who um, have to share a prison cell. Ooh. So yeah, it's 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 a heavy piece. Wow. It's, heavy, yeah. wow. it's 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 heavy. And um yeah, so we're taking it hometown, bringing it to Philly and um in November. I can yeah, cuz I was like, can I be in the remake of that? Nah. But I guess not. Yeah, it's uh, only three characters. Just three, ca- <laughs> yeah. three characters. Three characters, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Sunday Morning. Uh Sunday Morning is a play that's written uh by Kanique Sky who mm. was actually um she was know, on American know, Idol. Yeah, yeah. Kanique Sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm participating in that, and we are going to be in South Carolina and in Atlanta in October. So really Sweet. looking forward to that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might get around. And you have a web series. And I'm, um, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's actually created by Sadika Muhammad, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called Moms, the series. And I'm one of the directors uh, on the series. I directed so far episode four, five, and six. Nice. Sweet. Nice. And then you have Kareem on iTunes, right? Yes, Kareem just came out. Mm-hmm. It's a piece um, that I'm one of the stars in, uh, directed by Carl Seaton, and that just came out yesterday on iTunes. And that's a film, um, it's a silent movie. Oh. Hey. It's, it's powerful. It's been doing um, a lot on the festival circuit, and it got it got this distribution deal mm-hmm. through iTunes, and it's, it's an amazing piece, you know, the bruv, y'all need to y'all need to see it. It's, yeah. And it's based up. Carl's from Chicago, so it's based off of all the violence that's been going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of that's the backstory where he kind of got the idea. Mm-hmm. Are you an actor who directs or a director who acts? I am a entertainer. Mm-hmm. And I am a creator. You are great and at yeah. <laughs> you, great you, you know, man, because I didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. um, until I came out here and people said that, oh, you can only be this or you can be. Because when I, I've been doing this since I was eight years old, mm-hmm. I, always, I, I was an actor, I was a writer, I was writing scripts and directing stuff at eight in, in, wow. in grade school. I didn't know what it was. It's just that's. That's why I enjoy doing watching Saturday Night Live and Steve Martin and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. And, you know, the guys I kind of watched was, you know, like Mel Brooks. He does it all. Mm-hmm. No one says, oh, Mel Brooks is just a director. And Mel Brooks, is he's a songwriter, producer. So my mind has always been trained that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't, until I came out here, that's when it was like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. But I don't think like that. You know, if it, if it hits me and the creative juices are there... It, it flows, and I don't think we should. Um, yeah, limit ourselves. Yeah, limit ourselves to to, to those things. Yeah. Do you have a bucket list of uh, actors that you would like to work with? Or? Denzel. Okay. De Niro, mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis, Meryl Streep. Um, uh, my bucket list is heavy. I got a couple buckets. Sydney <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poitier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually. Um, I have a project on the table now with Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, so we're trying to get financing and, and things for that. Um, yeah, he's another actor, dream actor I would like to work with. Met, met Danny and mm-hmm. great dude. Just mm-hmm. just great. Just wisdom and, and just a bunch of stories and knowledge. And yeah, cool dude. So trying to get that, that uh, piece done. That's called Broad Street Diner. Gotcha. Based in South Philly. Say it one yeah. more time. Broad Street Diner. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Based in South Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're from. Where I'm from. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So let's go into news and, uh, not news and gossip, but let's go into predictions. Yes. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> predictions. Well, I'll start. I predict that Fred is going to be directing... 
think that the RBD is going to split and they're going to have two shows. And I think. Like a church to- split? Yes, they're going to have a church split. It's going to be now they Pentecostal. Right. So, so, I think that Farrah will be directing the Pentecostal play with the four ladies. And I think that Tori will be directing the play with um, Kelly and Don. And I think Don will adopt. Mm. So you really think her eggs are right? You know what? You're judging her this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Go ahead. What's yours? Um, I just predict that Kelly again. She still can continue to be who she is, and that um, Shantae's really still gonna kind of just like call out on everything she does. And I, I agree with you that it's possibly gonna be either two plays or it's just gonna be. Kelly and Don and the Divas and I think it's basically more drama is going to start to create amongst mm-hmm. the Divas because of Kelly and her pride. Man, I, I'm sad to say, but I, I think the rest of this show is going to be turned up and arguing. Finally. I mean, if that's what you were looking for, well, I think you're going to get it. <laughs> but uh, as far as what I felt they were doing and, and what they were bringing to the table, I, I still appreciate and hope that they uh, figure out a way so that we can see these gentlemen and their work habits and how they work with uh, celebrity types and, and women of this nature and, and, and great talent ability. I don't think the other four girls are going to have the monologue. I think it's just Kelly and Don. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wrap. It's just it's just too much uh, too much mess that has involved, and so I don't think it's going to happen. But obviously we're not done because Little Mo. And Don gets into it. Now, Little Mo already said the old her, she cuts you out. The mm-hmm. new one just kind of cuts you out just a little bit. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so even the little bit of Little Mo, she looked like she kind of was kind of. Right. Yeah. She was more scary than uh, uh, Kelly. But but at least Don, you know, stood up for herself. And I think she said, I'm not scared of she you was or something. Up, she walking away. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I was. Y'all didn't. I don't. Y'all didn't see me. I was there. Well, was right. And let me let me just start my prediction. I just want to say, uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> go on, be a part of the team, okay, man. Go ahead, <laughs> my prediction is that uh, I mean, I was bored on because I really, really wanted to do the show. So what wound up happening was they. You know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I could say he what I want to say, I can't. I was like, what happened? When the cameras, when, when the lights go out, I got something for you. But, <laughs> but dirty friend, I will, dirty. I will say this. I feel maybe you were brought on for exposure. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this, um, I hope this takes you to another level mm-hmm. in your film career. Thanks. There are a lot of TV shows that are coming onto TV One, so I'm thinking maybe they brought you on, and then maybe you'll start directing some of the, uh, some of the, some of the, some of the TV shows for TV like One. Yeah, so, right. so, although you right. dogged me out on that one, but nah. I'm still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. But, yeah, but that's good what good. I honestly <laughs> think. I honestly think that you were obviously brought on there for exposure. Um, the fans have been responding and saying what a great director you are. And the vision that you had and so that's really my prediction I, my Appreciate prediction it. is I, I feel you're going to go very I far 